This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to the 1912 Exiles podcast, the Newport County podcast made by the fans for the fans. I am Ed. I am en route to Newport on a wet and slightly rainy evening, all set for the home match against AFC Wimbledon. Uh, But before that, I should probably apologise for the lack of podcast the weekend after the Bradford game. Um, Various factors at play, but we thought instead we'd bring you a, a bumper edition this evening. We'll probably talk a bit more about that game later on with whoever we can find knocking about the place. A few reflections of my own as we drive over. First of all, the big incident obviously was the Bradford keeper wandering out of his area, handling the ball and then being let off with a a yellow card. Controversial incident. I think like many Newport fans at the time, I was incensed that he didn't get uh, a straight red. His argument that the referee agreed with was that uh, he got confused by the markings on the pitch and thought that the the rugby line that had been painted green but the, the paint had washed and it was a sort of murky, greeny-whitey colour. He got confused and thought that was the edge of his uh, of his box. Um, the referee also felt it, it wasn't a, a goal-scoring opportunity that was denied to the uh, on-rushing county forward, McNeil, I think it was. So the keeper was led off with a yellow card and perhaps in retrospect... There's, there was enough in those two kind of claims that uh, maybe it was the, the right result. Yeah, it did feel a little bit as though we didn't get many decisions going our way, but the referee liked the sound of his own whistle a little bit too much and there were lots of niggly fouls going on. It was a proper kind of blood and thunder game. But, you know, once again, County went behind. Not good to see, but we've kind of pulled ourselves back into it. I thought the, the equaliser that was attributed to Mickey Dimitriou but seems certainly from my vantage point in the Hazel stand to have taken a deflection off the defender you know it was a good hit and you know we banged on the door a fair bit up until that point and perhaps at the end were, were unlucky not to win it and certainly Coughlin I think said as much in his post-match interview so plenty of heart to take and I guess the main thing about that game is that you know whether it was a good result or not slightly depends on what happens this evening against Wimbledon if, if we uh could play tonight and get a win against a team who are not much higher up in the table than we are and on a fairly different run of form 
suddenly that last little run of games starts to look pretty good in comparison. You know, we'll have had that couple of draws and a win. And yeah, I think we can get back to feeling that we're going to finish the season fairly strong. But yeah, so a, a fair bit riding on tonight. Tonight's game obviously was the one that got postponed during the cold snap in January. I don't think we'll have as many here tonight as we would have done on a Saturday afternoon in the middle of Jan, but we'll see what the what the turnout is like. And yeah, I mean that's that's probably it in terms of preview. Let's uh, let's pause it there and see who we bump into on the way to the ground. Here I am in the Murray which has to be my favourite pub in Newport, and I bumped into Woody, who some of you will already know from Twitter, who adopted County this season as his as his team. So we thought we'd have a bit of a chat before the game. Before we get to your journey as a as a Newport fan, were you were you, were at, you were at the game on Saturday? Were you against Bradford? Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just sort of musing on that on the drive over, and, and I don't know. My feeling probably was that a point from that was a good result for Newport. Probably not a bad result for Bradford actually either. I think it was one of those that sort of suited both teams, especially the way the game went. You know, we went behind, got back into it, but a point against the team in the promotion hunt. Isn't too bad given our situation. Probably suited them. You know, there was all the fun and games with the goalkeeper and the calls for the red card, but it felt as though, yeah, on the balance of play, it was maybe just just one of those that you go, yeah, it's a point. Was that your kind of reading of it? Yeah, I kind of got that. For me, since the transfer window, especially with the new sign-ins, there's definitely a more positive sort of adoption of play that we have. Like, genuinely believe that. Like, uh, especially... Is it Charlesley? Yeah, it's Charlesley, yeah, yeah. Charlesley, yeah. I was trying not to, uh, being an ex-Newcastle fan, the word Charlesley's not very good yeah. for the club, you know, the ex-chairman. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, absolutely, he fights for everyone. Well, he's a machine. Like, he, he is, he's like Duracell Bunny, you know, he's just constantly going at people and, and yeah, never stops. I love it. So I think an underrated player, can you spy on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Norman is an absolute shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I absolutely love the fact, um, where I sit and right in front of me, the amount of times you see him gamesmanship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very good at it. Yeah. But that gets us free kicks. It gets us all sorts, like. Yeah. And, and he gets other players booked as well. Like, he's an absolute mouse at winding up players, getting them into the book, and then suddenly they're on a, yeah, on a yellow card and, and yeah, you can try and have them on those. So, uh, Raya Walsh is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Played pretty well. Really, really good. Break him highly. And, I don't know. One thing I did want to say there is I think Bogle just gets so much hate for no reason that they'll understand. If he gets fouled ridiculous amount. If he was in a higher division, he would get so many free. The shirt pulls are always the thing to watch. Like he needs to find a way to sort of just go down, like yeah. you know? Yeah. And in fact, I don't know if if Reese is doing the edit, he may slip it in at this point, but Ian recorded a really nice little voice note for us at the weekend about Bogle and some of the criticism he gets and also the way that it's there's always like this kind of confirmation bias that you know because some fans have it in their head that he is a certain sort of player and does certain things and doesn't do other certain things that people just kind of look for reinforcement of, of that and then get on his back even more and perhaps ignore some of the good stuff he does so Reese, if you're editing and you want to drop that in here go for it <laughs> Hi, um, it's not Reese. It's it's Jack editing it. Thanks. It's um one o'clock in the morning, so 
and being as quiet as I possibly can so I don't wake up the missus. So without further ado, here's Ian's clip. Also, I still don't know where the chairman's gone. Does anyone know where he is? Bye. So I've been having a little muse recently on why does Omar Bogle get some criticism? Um, as most of you know, I've, I mostly see away matches. And to my mind, he's been instrumental in us picking up points on the road, even if he hasn't necessarily been getting the goals. It's the way he works, the way he holds the ball up, and the way he occupies the centre-backs. But I know that you know he gets criticism at home particularly. And I've just been reading a really interesting section in a, a book I'm reading, which is called Hitting Against the Spin, which is a book around data analysis and cricket. But in it, there's something I thought was really good, and it involves how our brains handle information. And I'm, and I'm quoting from this. And I have a muse on it. Part of the story involves how our brains handle information. There are a great deal of research into memory and perception, and the results are both surprising and illuminating when it comes to our decision-making in sport. For a start, our memories don't work as we might expect that they would. They're not akin to a videotape. We don't record a series of events and play them back as and when they are needed. The disturbing truth is that our unaided recall is not very good. The human brain encodes less than 10% of what we experience. The rest it simply makes up. Our minds construct a narrative around the coded memories we do have that fill in the gaps with a plausible story. Faced with a huge number of random or near random events, such as in a football match for example, our brains pattern spot even when there is no pattern. Our minds look for those events that they can learn from and form into a pattern or story. And that becomes the meaning or the lesson that we take away from the match. Even if the vast majority of events that occurred didn't fit the pattern, we disproportionately remember the ones that did. At their best, our memories work like Albert Camus' description of fiction. They are the lie through which we tell the truth. What we remember didn't actually happen. What we remember is a story that our brains have fabricated, but one that we hope contains the essential truth of what happened in a way that we can understand and retain. Let's use the thought experiment of an international rugby match. You head off to Twickenham to watch England play Australia. And in the bar afterwards, a friend asks how you thought Owen Farrell played. If you saw him making a great tackle or a scything break, then you'll probably have it in your head that he played well. If you remember instead a tackle he missed and a couple of balls he knocked on, then you will say he had a poor game. And yet you know perfectly well that you watch 30 players in continuous motion during 80 minutes of rugby and that Farrell has in all likelihood touched the ball 20 or so times, made a dozen tackles, hit a simple number of rucks, tracked back, organised defensively and been making an, end, an almost endless stream of low-level decisions and adjustments. You know that you didn't see the vast majority of what he did and can't remember most of what you did see, yet you still feel you have a clear impression of how well he played. And it's not just our, re our recall that is faulty, it's also our perception of events. We see everything through the prism of our previous experiences and beliefs. We look for what we expect to see, and we are far more likely to spot examples that agree with our expectations and contradict them. 
there is a wealth of hard scientific data showing just how easily manipulated our perceptions are by context and emotion. We are, unfortunately, very poor witnesses to our own lives. For example, you may not know this, but we are all excellent drivers. We know this to be true because we've seen ourselves drive a lot. We could quote you endless examples of us driving well. We would say we are certainly in the top half of drivers on the roads. The only thing that slightly shakes our faith in this assessment is that everybody else thinks the same. Over 90% of us think we're above average drivers. The same holds true in a range of different areas. We have strong tendencies to significantly overestimate our own abilities. And in particular, we hugely overestimate the accuracy of our memories and perceptions. Yet even knowing these fallibilities doesn't seem to shake our faith. Even though we understand how our memories fool us, even though we have seen endless examples of matches being misremembered by people, ourselves included, even so, we still come away from games with a certain belief that we remember it right, that our memory of it is the correct one, and most other people do too. I thought that was great, and I think we should all have a little reflection on that when we look at a player and think, oh, he played well or he played badly, when in reality, we don't really know. Ian, Ian, Ian Ian, 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 Ian 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 Ian, 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 for that great insight. Good news. She's still asleep. I haven't woken her up yet. So, without further ado, let's pitch it back to the fellas in the Murringer. Omar Bogle aside and, and Bradford aside, I want to talk about your, your journey, really, because a lot of the people we've had on the pod this season are long, long-standing Newport County fans and, you know, their kind of traditions and rituals of going uh, to watch Newport are very well established. But you, you've adopted County this season, so I want to find out about that. Firstly, why, why you did it. Secondly, to kind of get a sense of how you found that you know how are we as a fan base have we been welcoming how have you found it as a team to, to come along and, and watch and then yeah kind of on the pitch what you've made of it as well so like tell us yeah so how did you end up becoming a new county so so basically like if i'm going to take you back i'll take you back about a year and a bit my granddad was from newcastle i was sort of indoctrinated to be a newcastle fan been a newcastle fan pretty much my entire life loved it you know like like Keggy in the old days, you know, like all of the sort of entertainers and that stuff. Love Newcastle, obviously owned by horrible people before. And the takeover happened with Saudi Arabia, and I was, I kind of felt, when it happened, hashtag cans, it happened, you know, like we all had drinks, we were very, very, very happy about it. But as time wore on and I kind of thought about the sort of implications of what it means and what it is, 
it just didn't sit right with me and I didn't feel right giving my money and my sort of time to a club. What is basically an regime? Like, don't get me wrong. Like Mike Ashley is evil. Like, yeah, yeah. but he's evil on a sort of like local level. He's evil. Like he runs a bad, like safe way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, and this is like Bond villain level. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like just, I just couldn't abide by it. Like, so I, it was a proper existential crisis for me yeah. because it kept me awake at night. Like I'm thinking the club that I've supported my whole life is now evil. Like, what do I do? Mm. So I've lived in Newport for 15 years and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to go watch County. Yeah. And I, Went to watch County and it was so accepted, like so, because it is like, it sounds stupid, like just going somewhere on your own where you feel like an imposter, you know, like going, I'm going to sit at the football stadium. What happens if someone asks me a question? <laughs> well, and like there are certainly, there are certainly fans of all clubs and there's certainly some at Newport County who kind of do want to sort of gatekeep their club, I, I you know? Found that. Well, that, and I think that's really good to hear because. You know, certainly we've seen it when we've had like big cup runs, I think, where there have been fans who are like, whose view is basically, unless you were there watching us away at Lowestoft in 1997, <laughs> yeah. then you don't deserve to come and see us against Man City. Whereas like my view has always been, doesn't really matter whether you've been watching us five weeks or 50 years, like your money's as good as anyone else's. And, you know, and, until we're selling 50,000 tickets every weekend like we you know if there's space on the terrace then we need as many people as we can get and we should welcome everyone like and i think that is the view of most people but there's always a few who are uh, difficult about it so like but you you found it quite positive don't you? it's very accepting so where where i'm sitting mm -hmm. there is a guy who sits very close to me who is there with his i'm guessing parent mm -hmm. who's got an impairment he's clearly got some kind of disability and every single person around him when newport score a goal fist bump fist bump fist bump, oh, fist bump. like spitting the dog always yeah, comes yeah. sits with him every single day like it's stuff like that like like i even said i have a, a shouty man near me yeah 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 we've all got a shouty man near us would you that's that's, that's a proper shouty man and you know what i adore him yeah, like, yeah. like stuff he says you know where they're shouting channels. I don't think they know what channels are, but they just shout channels all the time. Like, you know, like, but he's amazing. He'll always, he'll always chat to me. It's like, you sit there with absolute strangers, you all have a chat. Yeah. And then next week, you all meet up again and we'll have a chat. Yeah. There is there's definitely something about the faces of the people around you who you in particularly like the ones who maybe don't always talk to but you're on like nodding terms with you know there's there's a bloke in front of me who looks a bit like saxondale off yeah, he's, he's got, yeah. i was like i'm always like saxondale's here so everything's fine with the world you know and there's like an old couple up along the same row who i you know you nod and say hello to and like, like all of that is quite nice it is like being in a little sort of sub community within a community and that's all quite quite good as well i think and you know you get it even more so i think on like the way days as well and uh, yeah and i mean i think even within the confines of the pod we felt like this season that we've started having more people on and more voices and that's that's been a kind of nice thing as well so i mean yeah and i think that is something that you get at clubs at this level that probably doesn't happen to the same extent the higher up the leagues you go yeah and so so in the time that you've been 
watching us, you know, because this season, like, what have been your standout games and standout moments? Well, apart from the swans flying over, obviously. Yes. Like, right, I've been, I've been, I've been trying to practice this because mm-hmm. I, he's my favourite neutral player. Dimitriou? Dimitri, oh, oh, yeah, Dimitriou. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Excellent. I don't want to get the. That's, that's perfect. You, yeah, yeah, but, no, but he, he is a batter, man. Like, yeah, yeah. proper player. Yeah. Proper player. Supports play. If you actually watch him on the pitch, speaking to the other players. Leader. He is a proper captain. Yeah. Like, you know? And it's... I don't think you even get that at a higher level. Someone who is... You can tell that the younger players all respect, respect him mm. incredibly, you know? I don't know. I just, I just feel, especially with, and also Copland. Obviously, I don't know what happened before him because obviously there were the heights of all the cut runs. Yeah, I watched on TV, but I wasn't a county fan then. But I just feel like since the transfer window, a corner has been turned. Like they've started passing, yeah, and then just going route one. So yeah, I, I definitely do. So I, I feel like McNeil. The last match, you can see the talent in the kid. See, I'm I'm still a little next, bit unconvinced. Next year, he'll he'll rip up like the championship. Well, I, I think I think that's the thing to watch. I I'm going to have a rant about this on on a pod at some point soon because I, McNeil for me is a classic like first time low knee, and you can see him improving a little bit in every game, but it really is frustrating to me that we're spending a lot of time and money um, on a player who is we're spending a lot of time and money developing a player who is going to be an asset to someone else before he really does anything in a county shirt of note i live in constant hope he makes me eat my words and yeah tonight and yeah for the rest of the season but i don't know i found him frustrating to watch on saturday but but yeah, we'll we'll see how how he does tonight if he's playing. I don't know. I don't think we've seen the teams yet. So yeah, There's, I suppose at the moment I've noticed with Copeland as well. He kind of goes. He has like two attacks. He goes fast attack or tall attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's true. God, yeah, that's a really good point. It's a good tactic though. Yeah. Because what you do is you go tall attack. So the defense they make all their substitutions. Yeah, yeah. Thinking, oh, they're dealing with Bogle, and you know what? You stick Kavner in there, and you stick. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's kind of an underrated tactic. You show your hand, yeah, and then you swap your hand out. Yeah, like, you know. And I think he's—it's not just with the front two as well. You know, we've seen it when he's deployed, like James White from the bench, who yeah. I think has a good role to play in a squad. But it's about finding that moment and saying, right, for ten minutes, you're going to come on after the defence is run ragged and and do a job. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's spot on, to be honest. Yeah, and also I love the fact that. There has never been a post-match interview with Copland where he's not wet. Have you noticed this? No, no, I haven't. Like every single post-match interview, the man is soaking wet. Okay. Even when it's been sunny, I don't know if it happens. <laughs> I don't know if they pour the Kool-Aid, you know, the, like they do the thing in a... Yeah, yeah. The wet look, Gra- Graham Copland. Well, we've uh, there's one to watch as the, the season progresses. <laughs> we'll we'll wrap it up there, but we'll we'll check in with you again over the course of the rest of the season, Woody, and find out how you found it and what your expectations are for next season and whether you'll be coming back for more in 2023-24. Uh, so, uh, yeah, thanks a lot. No problem at all. Thank you so much. So, yeah, in the ground, we're, what, four minutes in. Wimbledon probably having the best of the 
early chances as a cross swings in and oh no well I was about to say we've we seem to be uh, avoiding going behind to an early goal and what four minutes ten seconds and the ball into the box has just kind of cut us open and no one's dealt with it and I've been joined by Ollie Allen who I've not even had a chance to introduce and, uh, and we've gone behind so what do you make of that Ollie? I think that's what we call the curse of the podcast today yeah, yeah. we've just about started and uh, we've got to the scores I think this goes back um, I think this goes back to what I said when we did this for Stevenage at home where the first 10-15 minutes we switch off and then we wake up we realise we're playing football and we get back into it so Hopefully it's more of the same. I can't remember the last home game where we've not like messed it up early on in one or both of the halves. Um, dear me, well that's that's a poor start. Um, and I was just saying to you before I hit record that my mate Rob, the uh, the Wimbledon season ticket holder, said he couldn't see anything other than a home win tonight. So I think, yeah, he's put the kibosh on it. Um, <laughs> let's let's see what happens next. Dear me. So yeah, we've settled a little bit now. Rather rather too late for my liking but um, yeah we're getting hold of the ball a little bit more now and I can start to talk about some things we were going to talk about uh, earlier on if we, if we hadn't conceded four minutes in so same lineup tonight Ollie as, um, as we had on Saturday uh, Bogle and McNeil up front which surprised me a bit I thought we'd rotate things round but um, you seem to think that this is this is our A team this is the settled squad so what do you make of it? Well, it's interesting because for the past few matches we have been playing striker roulette and yeah, yeah. sometimes it's been Bogle, sometimes it's been Zanzala. You can never really pick. But I think this is the first time, certainly in recent memory, that we've played an unchanged lineup. It's got Bennett gets fouled. Yeah. Um, so it just goes to question whether this is the A team and if this is Copland's plan for the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, we've, we've had a little mini inquest about who was to blame for the Wimbledon goal still can't quite work out who should have been picking up uh, uh, the, the Wimbledon striker but there we go and we're also joined by uh, Dave from the Rastidion uh, account Not with that, Dave Tignon um, yeah your, your lad is the, the mascot tonight so uh, I don't know whether he's cursed him he should have had a bit more of a word in the tunnel I think. good luck with him good luck. yeah 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 so uh, yeah we'll catch up with you a bit later on but um, yeah still 1-0 down and yeah we're getting a bit more into it now but yeah, work to do. <laughs> Half time then, uh, losing one nil. We were just saying it's a bit, bit flat. People haven't even got the enthusiasm to have a moan. It's just a bit, bit weird. It took the not the stuffing out of us that early goal, didn't it? Yeah, well, it's kind of been a trope for us where we concede early and then we wake up a little bit and we've got that fight. Right, yeah, yeah, I mean, I saw the Argus tweeting that they think we'll make a lot of changes at half-time. I certainly hope so, because something's got to give. We just don't don't have the urgency. We need to need to step it up a gear. Dave, any thoughts? Well, I'll just put my half-time summary. Uh, Wimbledon scored early, nothing else happened. Yeah, there you go. That's it. We're done. That's all we need to say. We'll uh, we'll be back with news of subs. So, ten minutes into the second half, we look a bit more at the races. Um, during half time, the talk was all about how many substitutions we were going to make. 
Would it be one? Would it be two? Would we go for three? But we haven't made any. Um, but it looks as though Coco has told them they need to go out and show what they're going to do a bit. And um, yeah, Cameron Norman, who's on the ball now, has, has really come out like a man possessed, as has Mariah Welsh. As Norman... Norman got into the box and went down but um, yeah we got the free kick I think a few people thought it was inside the area but just outside so yeah free kick dangerous area right in front of us we've talked a little bit earlier and um, on previous pods about our not brilliant set pieces we had a corner just now from Aaron Lewis that was better than some we've seen recently but still wasn't quite there looks like Lewis and Bogle are the ones who are going to line up and uh, argue over who takes this. What do you think then, Ollie? Who's, who's going to have it? Lewis or Bogle? I reckon Lewis will take it. Uh, I think Lewis as well. I think he's a set piece man this season. <laughs> for better or for worse. <laughs> Mostly for worse. Well, set- the sats actually gave me scored 20 from set pieces, but uh, I think I still we can't remember one of them. Mm. Charles Lee's loitering on the edge of the area but I think this is going in into the box bit of argy-bargy referee giving his life story to Mickey Dimitriou I'm still, still working on it still working on it Lewis to Bogle and close down not past the first man <laughs> not past the first man So, yeah, 65 minutes, triple substitution. Uh, we changed the front two, so Bogle and McNeil have gone off for Evans and Kavanagh, and then Wildig has come on for Bennett. We've, we've upped the tempo a little bit this half, but despite having a good few um, set pieces, we've not done anything really from them. Uh, Kavanagh's first act on coming on was to do a nice little nudge in the back of a Wimbledon defender which has endeared him to me you know immediately wanted to come on and, and do something um, other than that yeah uh, Cameron Norman won a free kick with some uh, nice little kidology in front of the referee and went down like he'd been shot uh, got the Wimbledon player a booking but yeah apart from that haven't had much to show for our improved efforts this half but yeah still got 25 minutes to go Well, Mernibor counting in the 70th minute, number 20, Harry Charsley. So we've had a breakthrough and surprise, surprise, it's come from a corner. Uh, so yeah, we finally managed to get a good uh, good delivery in from, from Lewis. Flicked back, bit of um, scrappy play in the penalty area and yeah, fell to Charsley who's banged it into the top corner. So yeah, we've got 20 minutes, all to play for. Um, yeah, I think everyone's on a bit of a high now. What do you make of that, Ol? Yeah, it's felt like it's been coming for... I mean, ever since we started the second half, we've been more sharp, we've been a bit more, you know, kind of energetic, and it, it's looked like it's a ball that's been coming. So hopefully we can carry this momentum forward and get a second. Yeah, it definitely feels like, especially now with the goal as well, we've got our, uh, yeah, our tails wagging and win behind our backs so yeah let's see how we get on and within a couple of minutes yeah almost got another great cross in defender wasn't sure what was happening and it's come off in for the corner which Lewis is taking right in front of us 
Lots of movement in the box, in comes the corner. Headed away. Now we might have a red card here over the far side. There was a lot of scrapping. Um, Lewis it was who was pulled to the ground by a Wimbledon man. I'll be honest, it was miles away from us, so we didn't have the best view of it. People over in the Bisley can tell you more, but um, definitely looked like Lewis was hauled down by the Wimbledon player. Referee kept away from the incident and had a good view. And he's having a long old chat, I think, yeah. Yeah, long old chat and yellow cards for all involved. Second game running where I think Newport fans have uh, thought they were going to be playing against 10 men, but it's not happened. But yeah, this is getting a bit tasty. Well, we are well and truly banging on the door now. Kavanagh just had a, a volley, didn't catch it quite as cleanly as he would have liked. And uh, yeah, keeper got down to save for a corner. And then from the corner, very, very nearly, just inches wide I think from where we were standing we are we're getting closer and closer um, yeah what we got 15 minutes on the clock substitution for AFC Wimbledon replacing number 28 Sam Pearson with number 7 Saiku Janna <laughs> and our old friend Saiku Janna uh, back on there's a there's a name I've not heard in a long time Made our last couple of substitutes, so White's come on from Raya Welsh and Raya's just come on for Charlesley. So interesting to see what he can do with the last five minutes. Continue to have some good pressure. There was a really nice little bit of build-up that um, very nearly saw off Kavanagh. I think it was go clean through, but um, defender just got a touch to it. I still think there's going to be one more chance in this, but it's just where it falls and if it's our way, whether we can make the most of it. Um, yeah, it's come alive a bit this second half, but... Yeah, still couldn't call which way the game's going to go. Right, into injury time. We've got one last big throw, one last big effort. It's going to be Dimitri right in front of us with the long throw. We're crowding into the box. Oh, referee pauses things to have a little word. While he's doing this, I tell you what, um, young Ray has done well with the first few little things he's done he put in one nice cross and then uh, yeah he's looked right anyway Mickey winds up for the throw and it comes flick on ooh oh and cleared it nearly fell for uh, Kavanagh I think it was just acrobatically got up didn't quite get it it's back in we're going to have another long throw I think just time for one more right down in the corner true again it's going to be and this really is last knockings now now four minutes go up on the board we must have had three and a half by this point Mickey's done a quick cursor drive with the towel in comes the ball now oh and this time it's on off target and goes by and goal kick and I suspect once the ball is in the air that is going to be the uh, final whistle and a Wimbledon player's gone down fake injured yeah this is this is going to peter out I think now um, put us out of our misery I think referee and there is the final whistle 
I mean, uh, I'm so here at Rodney Parade, Newport County, AFC 1, AFC Wimbledon 1. Yeah, a little bit like Saturday, 1-1, one, one, probably fair reflection, we fought our way back into it, and I mean this in the in the most positive senses, it looked like two mid-table teams having a bit of a go at the end, but, um, and yeah, you know, compared to the start of the season, actually... County looking like a mid-table team who look good in some areas and a bit weak in others. That's that's all right, isn't it, Ollie? Yeah, I mean, so the difference between the first half and the second half is going to not the day. First off, Wimbledon was the mid-table team, second half it was us. So, I think, you look at the game with the 90 minutes, is a game of two halves, and you think, probably fair point, we could have nicked it at the end, but I'll take a point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Honours even, and... Um, yeah, some good performances in there, actually. You know, Lewis got man of the match, but I thought Charles did well. Um, yeah, no, Mariah Welsh, again, very, very energetic. So, yeah, I think we can we can take a bit of pride from that. It's just a bit of a shame, you know, three points would have been a really good return on the last few weeks of, of, uh, of effort. But it's another point on the road to promotion. And I think we said a few weeks ago, you know, a point a game sees us safe, and that's, that's where we're going. Dave, any closing thoughts from you? Um, I thought it was a, a pretty standard Division 4 game of football. They deserve to be ahead at half-time, nothing happened. Second half, County were a lot better, a lot more intensity. Didn't really do enough to win, but were the only team that was, was going to win, I think. Um, highlight for me was the Wimbledon substitute coming on, literally just for the last goal kick. Yeah, so yeah. He, he's got his appearance money for that. So, <laughs> But it's a, it's a decent point. Not not the greatest game. No, no, I think that's probably a fair review. But um, yeah, it's another point on on the road towards survival. And uh, yeah, I still th- I, I do think there's a lot of good um, foundations being built for next season. Charlesy looks good. I was very impressed. I know it was only a cameo at the end, but young Ray, as he's just walking off in front of us now, looked like a really bright spark. Did really well. So yeah, let's um, let's finish on that note, I suppose. And uh, As always, stay safe, look out for each other, and keep it county. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.